0: All right, my friend. Uh, so we are recording the day after the inauguration of this guy, Joe Biden, uh, his fraudulency. Now, I say that with, uh, you know, uh, some tongue in cheek, but at the same time, some degree of accuracy. I, I, you'll never convince me, whoever might be listening to this, that somehow this was a free and fair election. Uh, that there was uh, not massive cheating going on even, that there was only a little bit of cheating. No, 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 no. You will never convince me. The anomalies were too crazy. Uh, No one has been able to explain to me the sudden stopping of the counting of votes in Georgia, which, of course, then somehow filtered into all the uh, remaining battleground states, or at least the five others. Uh, They all stopped counting at the same time. Uh, Quite a coincidence, uh, yeah,
1: and just, by the way, I found out one other thing that I, I didn't put together with the timing of it. Quick note, it all happened when Fox called Arizona.
0: Okay, whatever. That, that, so, 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 so that's one thing. You know, but other anomalies, of course, being that the 19, uh, the 18 out of the 19 the bellwether counties all voted for Trump by, by quite a degree. The, the 19th one voting for Biden was kind of just, just barely uh, then, of course, Ohio, Florida and Iowa all going very favorably to Trump and then still somehow he losing uh, him, him getting uh, 10 million more votes uh, by, I mean, a massive amount more votes than he did in 2016. I mean, all the, the anomalies
1: running things through the machine several times. Well, we don't, we, we, wait, 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 we, we
0: don't know about I mean, I'm not even talking about the the evidence of the fraud. I'm just talking about the anomalies. Yeah. OK, the anomalies just again it's the it's the what first and then the how later okay the what being this just looks weird I mean, how is it that it's the first there's too many first times in history from the Republican point of view and from the nation- the national point of view it just didn 't make any sense. so when I see this inauguration, I think to myself okay look it's it 's a pirate the pirates have taken over the ship, and then now the pirate thinks he's a real captain that he got this. By way of uh, you know working really hard, and uh, in, and in, in climbing the ranks of becoming a captain of a ship. No, he just captured this ship with a lot of help from his friends, of course. That's the way I look at it. Now, we we said before, Ari, we'd we'd be happy to accept. Well, never happy, but we would accept the results of any election where a Democrat wins, whether it's for the presidency or the Senate or otherwise, so long as we know that, look, this is the will of the people. If the people felt that they actually voted this man in, okay, fine. We wouldn't like it. We would think that the people, you know, were bamboozled, but fine. You know, we, we felt that way about Obama in 2008. Uh, now, by the way, McCain was such a, uh, you know, such a horrible candidate anyway. But never. And so
1: was Romney, and we felt that exact same way both of those years. Yeah. And and we had a concern at the time that I think was much bigger than now, which was if the people made this
0: choice, then there's something truly rotten in the hearts and minds of the people. Right. It was a reflection of of the people and what has been uh, what has been fed to the people. Now, I want to get to that point because. You know, it's one thing. You know, we we've already caveated this quite nicely to say, look, we'd accept it so long as we felt confident that they actually voted for him. We have no confidence about that. It wasn't even a close election. That's the thing. It was a landslide for Trump. And you'll never convince me otherwise. Accept um, it. There, there'll be one one day that I will uh, I will say that I was wrong on this score. On the 2020 election, I will say that I'm wrong if. We win in 2024, whether Trump is running or some other strong Republican candidate is winning in 2024 and, and gets the, the, the presidency. I will say to myself uh, and to you, I was wrong about 2020 because my concern was that they, would, they were building a, a systemic system to <clears throat> um, create a fix for the Democrat. And
1: institutionalize institutionalized cheating forever.
0: Right, forever. And now— the hope here is that somehow in the electoral college system, what they will do is that these battleground states, whether it's Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, or otherwise, that they will do what Florida did um, with DeSantos, where they cleaned up the, the whole electoral process. They, I mean, it was fantastic how DeSantos ha- handled that in Florida. And so as a consequence, you've got a, a, a true reflection of the vote, at least in Florida, and Trump won what by what three percent or four percent something uh, like that?
1: It, it because Florida is such a big state, even though three or four percent doesn't sound big,
0: it was something like four hundred, five hundred thousand votes. Yeah, it was a very so large it was win. It's a very large margin. So a very large margin, and uh, but but whatever, it's a reflection of the actual vote. If it's yes. that's all I want is it's an actual reflection of the people's will, uh, and that's. That's all I ask. So if we get a Georgia governor who replaces, uh, what's his name, Kemp, uh, and they get their act together and they do what DeSantos did, I think, you know, we might have a shot. Uh, So I guess that wouldn't necessarily completely uh, absolve me of of, uh, apologizing for what I was predicting about 2020. But, no, I'm quite confident. In fact... 95% confident that there was massive cheating going on in the 2020 election designed to install Biden into the White House. All the factors point to that. Now, this leads me to the next point. You've heard, Ari, that uh, Cumulus Radio uh, is banning talk show hosts like Limbaugh, uh, ben Shapiro and Mark, Mark Levin. Levin and others from asserting that there was, a, there was any fraud in the election uh, or questioning the integrity of the, uh, the 2020 presidential election. And if they do so, well, then they'll be fired. Okay? So, <clears throat> and you see this also with the notion that they are, you know, Dominion, for example, is threatening lawsuits and has sued, uh, what's her name, Sidney Powell, on the grounds that she defamed that company by asserting that it was rigged, and that they had programmed, and it's programmable, to skew the results of an election to anybody who pays for the highest bid. OK. Um, now, putting aside the fact that that's almost impossible to win such a lawsuit, because I, I know this as a lawyer, um, and I do a lot of First Amendment work, and I've defended a lot of First Amendment issues, Uh, It is very hard to win a defamation lawsuit, generally speaking, and it's even harder when it is a matter of public concern, like uh, the Dominion software, and for that matter, the 2020 presidential election. Those are clearly matters of public concern. Then you also have to prove malice and knowingly presenting evidence that was false. It's not enough to even present evidence that turns out to be wrong. That's not that's, that's not the way it works, because if that were the way that it works, then nobody would feel free to comment here or there on anything, because there's a chance that somebody might prove you wrong, and then, what, you're, you're, uh, you're liable to the tune of millions of dollars? Right.
1: The deep-pocketed media companies would be bled dry each and every day by yeah. lawsuits. Yeah. That was
0: so you have, to, you have to establish a wildly reckless negligence standard or malice. Uh, the New York Times v. Sullivan standard is actual malice when it comes to uh, public figures. <clears throat> so you have to establish actual malice. I'm going to get this this guy or, or woman, and I want to destroy him or her. And I'm going to claim that I don't know he or she was uh, I- involved in a in a sex ring. Okay, uh, designed to uh, destroy their careers and uh, their financial uh, ability, and maybe to even send them to prison on on false statements. And you do that maliciously, and you find an email, let's say, that that somebody has sent out saying, you know, let's destroy this mother effer, uh, and that's there. You got there. You got their mouse, right. Uh, in that case, you could probably present a good defamation case. But that's how that's how high the standard is when it comes to everything else, the normal stuff that you may be wrong about, but you you had a reasonable basis to present it, and it's part of the national discussion. Nope, you're going to lose it. In fact, there's something called an anti-slap uh, motion. Do you know, have you heard this before? All right, okay, so he's nodding his head. Anti-slap means... Uh, uh, st- anti-slap stands for a Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Policy.
1: Yeah, it's, a very, it's basically lawfare, where they use legal processes as terrorism. And we have anti-slap laws in America right. to protect people from being abused by the legal
0: system that right. way. So, an anti-slap Statute routinely applies in matters just like this, where if you, for example, malicious prosecution, Let's, I mean, I'm a lawyer, so if I file a complaint on behalf of somebody um, asking the court to uh, weigh in and give a judgment about what happened between my client and, and the bad guys, uh, and I lose that lawsuit, well, and, and then they say, ah, you lost, I, I, we get to sue you now for malicious prosecution, they get to sue both the lawyer and the client, uh, that's hard. Uh, because you're, you're using a, an appropriate forum to air your grievances, and it's totally protected. Now you would have to show that that there was malice ahead of time. It, it's and that there was. That, I mean, it's really hard. Okay. So not only that. So I, I, as the defendant in the malicious prosecution action, would then file an anti-slap motion to dismiss the case on the grounds that um, it, it's it's just it's. You know, it's, it violates public policy and such. Uh, yes, we lost the underlying case, but that doesn't mean that we we now have to get sued for that. Uh, the court would almost certainly grant it. And not only that, would award us our attorney's fees for having to file that motion. Okay, And it's, it's required by law that the judge grant those fees. Interesting, right? It's not discretionary. So that's how much we value the First Amendment. So now going back to what we're talking about, whether Sidney Powell or otherwise... The amount of effort that they're now engaging in to bury the other side is exactly what we're talking about, the anti-slap situation. Now, not every state has an anti-slap statute. Uh, California does, thank God. And so if you're sued um, and you have an anti-slap option, then then exercise it. Uh, It's very important. Now, uh, Cindy Powell, God bless her soul, she says, I'm so glad they sued me because now I get to show all the evidence of how, how in fact, they did cheat, how they did offer um, their software program for purposes of, yeah, and, and uh, of cheating and, and offering it as a feature to be able to rig an election in, your, in the client's favor, so to speak.
1: Right. And if Cindy Powell brings in one Dominion machine... One piece of Dominion hardware or one Dominion manual that
0: shows it connecting to the internet through Wi-Fi or Ethernet, they're done. Done. Exactly right. It, it would be very easy for her to do that. Doesn't matter though because they want to bury it. And and now, as you know, there's the, the Democrats. They never stop to take press their advantage, right? Um, they they always will tell them. Uh, you know, once they've won, right? Now we're going to go in for the kill. Uh, it's not enough for them to simply say, "Okay, we stole the White House." You know, we're we're the pirate of the ship now. Now the pirate is now saying, "Now let's go kill anybody that said that I I'm not a valid pirate." You know, a valid captain here. That's what what they're doing. Um, and now there's talk about a truth and reconciliation type committee. Harkening back to what the South Africans did after apartheid.
1: Or the Nuremberg trials. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very— and, and Were uh, you ever a Trump supporter? Did you ever attend a rally? Did you ever wave a Trump thud? Did you ever tweet yes, anything? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. said so, so, for so, me, I'll get this out of the way for all of you. Yes, yes, yes,
0: and yes. And suck my you-know-what. <laughs> so Katie Couric and CNN both, in their own way, say, uh, you know, they ponder— We've got a lot of work to do. You know how do you, how do we deprogram all these people who've been fed all these lies? Like, okay, lady, I mean, you can you can the fact that your man won, even if you believe that he won, okay, let's put that aside. Even if you believe he won, it doesn't mean that he was right. It's not like a judgment in a court trial. It simply means that your man got more votes than the other guy did. That's it. But they take it to mean something they take it mean <clears throat> to mean that America has rejected Trump and wants to destroy trump uh, uh, you know on the contrary right awesome we know we we know that we have ten million more votes for Trump, so that 's not a good process but look it 's a sign of how concerned the Democrats are, and the talking heads of the Democrat party are that they pursue. The end of Trump and Trumpism, and that they want to pursue a trial of him uh, in the Senate to to follow through on the impeachment with a conviction, so that he never runs again. Whatever their 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 end game is, who knows? Yeah, they're acting awful scared.
1: And also, look at, at this classic projection. I, I love how Democrats are so wrong they're right. We have to deprogram, fill in a blank word here, and his supporters, right? What if you said that about the media and what it's done in the education system for people who support the racist and evil Democrats? They're the ones who've been programmed. They're the ones who've been brainwashed. Oh. I mean, it's just so easy.
0: Well, they, they, the cognitive dissonance and right. the projection here is, is palpable, uh, including global warming, right, and that abortion. America's a racist country and yeah. abortion is a great thing. And, and it goes without saying that, uh, you, know, uh, the, you know, whatever Trump did, uh, that he's a racist and announcing so on. Uh, there's too many things like that but uh, you know a, a key point that I want to bring up is you know you feel like you're you're in the book 1984 right you've heard a lot about this right George Orwell and all these things and that um, uh, those who are uh, you know were racist are now the the ones who are so tolerant and and the ones who are tolerant they're the racist ones yeah, right
1: war is peace love is hate
0: yeah all, all that stuff but and it's all that. There, there is a lot of truth to that. It's it, Down is the New Up, uh, as the Radiohead song goes, which is a great song, by the way. Um, you got to check this out. It's a fantastic song. You would think it's a James Bond theme song, but it's, uh, it's got to kind of have that haunting sound. But Down is the New Up, and, and that's why you think of George Orwell when you're dealing with the situation that we're dealing with now. But in addition to that, I would say that it's also a clockwork orange. What do I mean by that? Okay, I'm not even talking about how they're allowing the, uh, the world to kind of run amok with crime and everything else and the way that a Clockwork Orange presents the future. There's something to that, but that's not where I'm going. Where I'm going with A Clockwork Orange is the notion, you know, how they, they get Alex, the, the main character, who's a, he's got a criminal mind and he just loves he's violence. Gangster, you know. Yeah, but, but not only that, but he loves violence. And it's a, it's a book about free will at the end of the day. But anyway, they get him. And instead of uh, having him serve his prison sentence, they decide that they're going to have a diversionary uh, treatment, and they're going to force him to see um, movies with the uh, Beethoven being played in the back in the background because he loves Beethoven, and uh, and then he'll be so it'll be such aversion therapy. And how do they do this? They they they. Um, they lock him up, uh, handcuff him, and they whatever they. Uh, what's, what they sort of basically
1: liquor? torture him. They
0: strap him. They, they strap no no they don't torture him. They strap him into a seat, watching uh, all sorts of movies of violence, with um, with Beethoven music coming on, and so that they that he'll be uh, he'll have such aversion to violence, um, and he can't even turn his way uh, his uh, head away from it because his his head is restrained, and not only that, but they've got toothpicks prying open his eyes so that he can't close his eyes, and they uh, they, they kind of put uh, water drops into his eyes from time to time. Okay, it just, it's disgusting, don't, right? Don't
1: get into all that. So okay, so whatever it is. Thanks. The
0: point is that they force him to watch this stuff and to force him to kind of believe a certain way. Uh, that's what the essence of A Clockwork Orange is all about, right? That there's other things associated with it. It's a disturbing movie in many ways, but they're, they're trying to force a narrative into his head. They, they want to put it into his DNA, right? That's what's going on, Ari. It's a new Clockwork Orange movie happening right now. They are trying to tell you that the Republicans are a violent, thuggish group, that the, we are Nazis. Terrorists. Terrorists. We're oh, racists. Or homophobic we, 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 we don't deserve to be on uh, the fly you know the fly lists we're on the no fly list now if you uh, even so much as came to the capitol to uh, support trump uh, or you know god forbid if you ever supported Trump well then maybe you should be on the no, no fly only liberals uh, who supported Biden should be able to go there so and, and this whole notion of the truth and reconciliation and that somehow we're supposed to apologize for having ever supported Trump. And now we must learn how how evil he was. And and finally, the clouds are parting, don't you know? And we are going to see uh, how horrific this Donald J. Trump guy was. And uh, that's what they're trying to force down our throat. And they're doing it by way of, you know, all the Twitter warnings and then uh, deplatforming platforming uh, people from Twitter and otherwise when and from parlor
1: The Capitol uh, incident on, I'm not going to call it a riot because we don't know what it was yet, yeah. but they play the Capitol incident on a loop. They're playing it more than they played September 11th, programming people as if that was the worst thing ever, not showing people the riots. Right. And then to the point about the no-fly list, they put people who confronted Mitt Romney On the no-fly list. So now you're no longer even able to petition for redress your elected officials without risk of losing your
0: your right to travel. Or or the notion that you even objected uh, lawfully and constitutionally to the presidential election. You you objected to uh, the various uh, electoral slate that was provided by, let's say, Georgia and uh, Arizona. And uh, just to do that uh, was enough to call for the, resi- the resignation of Ted Cruz and many other people. Um, and, and it was this McCarthyism that suddenly uh, is thrown out there. And if you do not abide, uh, then we will... Uh, and then it's forcing you to kind of build... Uh, to buy their narrative. That's what... It, we are all Alex's now, right? right. From A Clockwork Orange. In uh, and, and addition to living in, in, a, in a world of 1984. But those two... <laughs> Stories are very powerful, and they're very much a play here. Now, you won't have that happen here on, the, on this Brock Larry podcast. Uh, I'm very concerned about things, and I, I and I'm, I wonder to myself: Am I tripping over myself to wonder whether or not what I say uh, can be used, um, you know, negatively against me or whatever? You know, I, I think I'm doing everything fine. I'm allowed to speak uh, about <clears throat> public, you know, matters of public interest. Uh, I, I do think that the election was stolen. Um, I, I, there's too many anomalies p- for me to to not think that. It's too bizarre to me.
1: And also, to that very really <clears throat> quick point on that, if this was a concern that millions upon millions of people were questioning the electoral results and it was a danger to the republic, wouldn't someone like Biden and his team come out and on day one present all the evidence and declassify everything and do a full on presentation live on TV for the hours it took showing everything proving beyond all doubt that they legitimately
0: won. Right. And you would always and have saying, you you always have some degree of Republicans uh, saying, okay, no, I don't care what he says, even if it's, okay, so maybe, I don't know, 5%, 10% of Republicans saying, I still think you cheated. doesn't matter what you show me right now. But you would have a very large percentage of Republicans in that situation. Maybe you, you, in fact, you and I uh, included, because we, we are evidence-based. And we want to believe the, the election was fair and square, yeah, right?
1: I, of course much, we do. It's a much better thing for me to think that uh, a guy didn't like won an election than the system is systematically rigged, in, in, and it's going to be institutionalized in a way where I will now no longer believe any election. Yes, before. of
0: course. Exactly right. Even
1: once my guy wins.
0: The, the, the point is that we would want to believe it. And many of us would at the end of the day, it, so long as there's evidence to prove it. So here's the reason why these anomalies uh, you know, are explained. One, two, three. Okay, got it. Uh, yes, we agree that it's very much, uh, but sometimes a perfect storm hits, and that's the reason why. You see that the, the reason why, and we've even interviewed many people. The reason why they didn't vote for Trump is because Trump told them not to do the mail-in ballots, whatever. And he, and we, you know, 95% of Republicans said that they would not vote because they were afraid to come in personally, and that's the reason why. Okay, whatever. Give us the appropriate explanation, but it has to be empirically, empirically based. If it's not, then we're not going to buy it. But instead, what you have is a total suppression of the evidence. They're telling you, do not buy uh, what the Republicans are offering whatsoever and do not hear them whatsoever. Um, that dog don't hunt with the likes of Ari and myself, Barack Lurie. I, we just We don't buy that. Okay, you cannot suppress us. It only makes us think, what you hiding, buddy? Yeah. And we're, we, are, we are concerned, very concerned, that this election was stolen. As a result, what's the expression? The, um, and I've already quoted a couple times my shows. Uh, you can tear, when you tear a man's tongue out, that doesn't mean that you're preventing him from lying. It only shows that you're afraid of what he has to say. That's all it is. And that's exactly what's going on, because they, they didn't want to have any case heard whatsoever. Whereas they should have embraced it. They said, look, by all means, let's go ahead. Uh, we've got all the evidence. We're, we're very confident about this. And there was nobody you know, uh, on the uh, opposing track of uh, Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and uh, Jenna, what's her last name? Uh, Ellis. Ellis. Uh, saying, okay, look. Uh, we we understand their arguments, but here's why they're wrong. One, two, three. They have their own graphs. Here's what happened at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, it was actually not not a ballot dump from outside, and he, you know it's actually the the ballots were right here yeah, here's all the time.
1: Here's their Here's their signature yeah. match.
0: Everything. Everything would be would, would would make sense, but they don't even try to do that. Yeah. They but simply say like- they simply say you're crazy. Uh, the reason why people didn't vote for Trump is because people really hated Trump. And despite that he got 10 million more votes, uh, the fact is that the hatred for him was so much that they voted for this, this really, I think, senile old man who campaigned from his basement, who wasn't able to uh, to, to gather, uh, you know two sues together as they say, uh, to, to to listen to what he had to say. Uh, it's just it's just not believable, and you've got to make it believable at some point. People will not appreciate this now. And and by the way,
1: why why are we also being so... Crucified for even questioning this when and and not accepting the results in our hearts and minds that right. because of our legitimate concerns when their side still hasn't accepted the results results of the November 2016 election or, wasn't yeah. wasn't um, dissent patriotic wasn't it a, 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 our value as Americans to question authority right. and be skeptical uh, what happened
0: yeah uh, same thing with the Stacey Abrams uh, governor race right yeah so- and
1: by the way if you are going to bring up the concerns about what happened on January 6th, which is ridiculous. What about all of the riots, not just last summer, but going back to Inauguration Day 2017? They burned down Washington on 2017. Uh, January 2017. The next day was the Pussy Hat March, and uh, uh, um, okay, Ashley it's fine. It, it's nasty woman. Yes, is yes. I want to blow up the White House. speech. All right, I, what about I, all I, that? I get it. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm reminding the listeners. I know, you know, I know. It's it's all the whataboutism but I'm not even talking about that right now. I want to, I, I do want to move on to another topic about where do we go from here? Because a lot of our listeners are going to want to know, uh, at least what our take is on this. Look, it's a reality. It's a grim reality that the pirate has taken over the ship. Okay, we have to deal with that fact now. He's got it now for four years. That's the way it's built into the system. Do I think that somehow Trump is going to come and rescue the system? Is there some sort of seed that's been built in where we can hope that, uh, you know, Trump will be back in the White House? No. Unfortunately, you know, whatever you're hearing on on Twitter or otherwise, it's, it's pretty much fake news at this point. There There has been a peaceful transfer of power, um, whereby this, this Biden character who did not win the election, but whatever it is, they stole the election. There it is. And and we have to surrender it for the time being. But here's what I think. What, what does the future hold for the next four years? Okay. First of all, you've got a population that is at least 75 million and probably closer to 80 million that actually voted for Trump. Um, that is really pissed off. It's uh, an electorate that has discovered its conservatism and loves it and understands that Trump really gave the country a fantastic um, uh, you know, White House and a, a fantastic presidency and really achieved so many great things. Uh, that is going to be very hard for the Democrats to surmount. They, they cannot change that narrative. They can't say that that was a, a great four years. They can try to demonize it. They can use all sorts of adjectives. They certainly have. They, they've impeached him twice. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that he was the greatest effing president we've ever had, at least from an effectiveness point of view, in American history. Uh, bold and daring. Um, uh, yes, that you can apply that to George Washington. Absolutely. Uh, Talk about
1: the modern era, though.
0: I'm, no, no, no I'm, oh, no. I'm not talking about the modern era, Ari. I'm, I'm not. I'm talking about... Uh, Lincoln, also very courageous and everything, but effective, that's Donald J. Trump. He's yeah. the most effective president we've ever had.
1: Yeah, and when well, like fe- I say the, the modern era, I mean especially considering the modern era, because there was no media monopolies and influence from foreign and, and, and I got it, corporatism I got it. and all I got it. that stuff in Lincoln.
0: I don't want to J. get derailed. These. The point is that, that we have a, a huge amount of the population that is very rah rah about. Uh, Donald Trump and what he has affected we 've gotten a taste of what a presidency can really do, right, and we like it. we want that again yeah we 're not sick of winning we 're not sick of winning and we 're going to win again, uh, and God willing, we will win again, but we now have gotten a taste of it. We are proud of America, we love God, uh, we love uh, what America can accomplish and what it will accomplish in the future. We love a good economy. Uh, we love all the things that, that Trump has done. We, 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 it can be done. This it can be done attitude, not just making America great again, which of course is very important, but this notion of it can be done. Um, it, it was very palpable for us. You can't take that away from the people now. It's, it's in our systems. We know that it can be done. When we lost to Obama in 2008 and Romney, uh, we lost to Obama in, in 2012. We, it's not as if we said, oh, gosh, McCain would have been a great president. We, we knew that McCain was a lousy candidate. We knew that. We just felt he would be better than Obama. He would be less destructive than Obama, and, and likewise for Romney. But, but that's different with Trump. With Trump, we, we know that Trump would be fantastic for America, not just better than Biden, but fantastic for America, way beyond anything. And why? Because we saw how effective it was in the past four years. That's, that's the reason why. And you can't take that out. Now, there's, a, there's an expression that I've said on this uh, podcast a few times, and that is this. The wheels of justice grind ever so slow, but ever so fine. So what do I mean by that? It means that whatever appears to be a victory for Biden right now, It's going to start unraveling. People will be on his butt all the time, the Republicans in particular. Yes, there's a little bit of cuckolding right now. I don't know if that's the right phrase, but um, peacocking and such, to show how great uh, they are in terms of understanding their hatred of what happened on January 6th. But at some point, at some point, they're going to start attacking and going for the jugular when it comes to Biden's policies and how wrong it is. Uh, we, there will be a resistance. There will be pushback on this. And that's going to be very strong and stronger than Biden is going to be expecting. Biden is not a strong man. He is, um, he, he's, uh, his, his mental state is very poor, of course. Now, you can say, oh, okay, he's got a lot of puppeteers uh, that are controlling him, and you're right. But in terms of what he's going to be able to accomplish... I think he's going to have a much greater problem than, than it seems to be. Yes, I'm concerned that we don't have the majority in the Senate. I got that. okay. But it's still not uh, a majority by the Democrats. Yes, they have the tie-in vote for, with, with Harris, but I don't think that that's going to be repeated over and over again, and that does not make it a strong Senate for Biden. Likewise, uh, the, the, the House of Representatives. It's, a, it's the slimmest majority they've had since World War II. I don't know how much he can do, how much damage he can do with that. You can talk about the Paris Climate Accord and the, uh, the Iranian deal and everything else. The, you know, look, it's, it's going to be, we're going to go backwards. It's not going to be, but how far backwards will we go? I don't know. It's not going to be like the Obama years in 2008 to 2010, where he had a strong uh, majority in the House and in the Senate as well. This is different.
1: And he was a cultural figure. Yes. Because and people what, wanted to rally behind right, him. Because what Biden doesn't have, or, or what Biden is entirely has, is a enthusiasm of the corporatists. Meaning corrupt, dirty, unattractive public officials feeding up the trough of the taxpayer f- yeah. funds. But there's no public groundswell, you know, behind this. Right. There's no There's no... Cultural swell, even when he's marketed culturally, or or Kamala Harris is marketed culturally with the magazine cover or anything. It's there's no yeah. love there. There's you no
0: know? he doesn't he doesn't garner that sort of enthusiasm that we know is necessary as a president and, and yeah, Trump Trump had that yeah. Trump had that fantastic sense of enthusiasm but because he was he was so effective he was people came to him it was a self fulfilling whatever it's a, it's a positive virtuous cycle where he was so effective and then people came to his speeches and his rallies because he was so effective and then that in turn allowed him to talk about what he plans to do and then that became the reality as well it was a wonderful virtuous cycle um, but that's not going to happen with with Biden. It well, will, Biden they, 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 hold on, hold on. Biden will be effective. Uh, sorry, he will not be effective. And people will you know, want to support him because, well, he's a Democrat. That's the only thing. That's not enough. Uh, to garner the votes for 2024, or for that matter, 2022. He's got some problems there. Yeah,
1: Or coattail it throughout the country with other Democrats in governor races, local races. See, we've talked about this many times. I think this is really the, the key thing here, which is we've talked about how most people are Democrats because of a cultural influence that comes off the top. And the last two Democrat presidents before Biden and Hillary Clinton We're all cultural figures. Obama, Clinton, Hillary Clinton. Biden, with the Biden-Pelosi-Schumer triumvirate, really
0: is a screeching halt to all of that. Yes, I I, I agree. I agree with that. that I agree agree with that. I agree with that. But again, I don't want to go too much down that rabbit hole. The point is that Biden does not garner that kind of enthusiasm, and it just won't happen. He says... He's as interesting to watch as the movie "My Dinner with Andre." I know? love
1: that movie.
0: Well, I'm you have to be intellectually in that zone to like that movie, uh, or Kanye Scotti. You know the, that, that that that's clowns. what that's what you know. Watching this presidency, the Biden presidency, will be as interesting as watching Kayana Scotti. It, it won't make any rhyme or reason. Uh, and you won't know why you're there in the first place. It is just a bizarre movie, <laughs> and uh, you know even Francis Ford Coppola says, you know, there's no real thing going on there. It was. Well, it's like uh, watching paint dry. Yeah, you know, that's. Uh, well, at least paint dry that. has a purpose. You know, I mean that, that he won't have throw. any. He won't have any purpose at all. Biden will be issuing a bunch of orders and a bunch of stuff will happen, but it's not really going to go anywhere. So, look, there's going to be a lot more happening in the future when it comes to fighting Biden and Harris, for that matter, and this administration then meets the eye. There will be calls for investigations regarding what he did with China, what he did with Ukraine, what he did with Hunter Biden, for that matter. There, there are going to be issues that will come up. Okay, um, He will not be as effective as people think. Do not lose total hope, my friends. That Never lose total hope. And in fact there will be some good that will come out of this because we'll see yet again the stark contrast between what the Democrats have to offer and what Trump did offer and did achieve during his great four years of of, uh, the presidency. The Trump uh, train continues on. Um, His great success is to show what America can do with great leadership uh, and that audacity works. That was the gift of Trump. Now, he's, he's not a god by any stretch, but, boy, was he a leader. And, boy, did we need him, and, boy, are we thankful that he was there. And they don't realize that they will be running against Trump for the next four years because that is exactly what the people will be comparing uh, Biden and Harris to. Or any president thereafter. Or, or any president, any Democrat president thereafter. He will be an echo for generations to come. You know, Trump. this would not have happened under Trump. Uh, Trump would would know how to get around this problem. That's what they're dealing with. And that's why they want to demonize him. They will not do it. But this is the Clockwork Orange thing that they're trying to do now. They're trying to tell you that the Beethoven music that you're hearing, that, that you knew was great, was somehow monstrous. But like in the movie Clockwork Orange, that unraveled. And so will that mantra as well. This is Brock Lurie. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk with you next week.